Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Today I'll be chatting with Emily Deschanel about her new Netflix series, The Devil in Ohio. Spoiler alert, it's spooky. Now, what could make a show about a mysterious cult more terrifying? Being inspired by a true story. That's what makes Devil in Ohio so terrifying. Emily Stars is Dr. Suzanne Mathis, a mother, a doctor, and someone with a dark, mysterious past that you learn more about as you watch the show. I chatted with Emily about all of this, her morbid fascination that led to her wanting to star in the series, and why psychological thrillers are one of her favorite genres. And yes, we chatted about her time on Bones, because it was ever so popular. I mean, 12 seasons of a show, that's unheard of. And whether we'll ever see a project between her and her sister, Zoe Deschanel. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with Emily Deschanel right after this break. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. no ID. Cops couldn't get a statement. I guess you get what's coming. This is May. We're waiting for a foster home to open up, so she's going to stay with us. Your kindness is too much. You deserve it. Get what's coming. I couldn't abandon her. She's been through so much trauma. It's important that May feels safe here. The Amon County case. The show is fantastic. It's one of those, I like when I was watching it, I have to say, I was sort of like, what I love about it is that it's like this family drama. Yeah. You know, it's like happening and you you think things are going one way and then all of a sudden the devil pops up. Like it's like it's like <laughs> it's like I, I'm, I'm thinking something and then devil. And I loved it. It's so it, it really kind of got me. Did that appeal to you? That's sort of like how it was normal, but also satanic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I loved how we were exploring different things. We we're kind of seeing two different worlds collide or yeah. more than two worlds collide, really. And you do have a family drama happening. You've got this family that looks kind of perfect from the outside, but there's different things happening with each of them. And as a family unit, there's some, you know, some, um, you know, some chinks in the armor, so yeah. to speak. And yeah. so then you have this one, this young girl who escapes from, uh, you know, from a cult background yeah. and that whole world and, 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 you know, so yeah, devil worship and all of that. 
all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating to kind of do all of it, you know, do the family drama and then also deal with people worshiping the devil and living yeah. in this insular cult in this town and, and um, exploring how that affects the, the girl may who's escaped from there and how she is coping in the world after escaping and why my character Suzanne decides to take her in and yeah. bring her into my family. And then as a, as the show goes on, you start to learn things about Suzanne that explain certain things about May. So there's that, there's that Suzanne and her background. Mm-hmm. There's May and her background and the cult town. There's the sheriff. There's yeah. all our family members. It's it, you know, there's a lot of different elements you know, woven together. And it's, it's one of those things that like one of my favorite things to do in watching a show like this is to literally yell at the TV. Why are you doing that? Like, (laughs) why would you bring this girl home? You don't know her. She has a symbol on her back. Like it's kind of, and I love that about it because we, I know as a viewer, obviously I know more about this girl than you do. And so it's like, I'm able to scream at you from the TV and just just be like, don't do it. Your husband's going to be angry. (laughs) At the very least. Yeah. (laughs) Um, At the very least, your husband will be angry. But yeah, I, you know, I think that that's what's so interesting. But what I think, you know, you watch so many horror movies. Listen, I did a, you know, a scary thriller horror movie years ago. Oh, I know. I I watched it. Don't worry. Boogeyman. Boogeyman? I'm a a fan. Don't worry. (laughs) I remember a fan saying, I mean, a friend saying, do you do what I've always wanted to be in a horror movie. Do you do one of those scenes where you walk up the stairs and you yell out for people to see? And I was like, I did do that. <laughs> yeah. Is that you did it very horror well. Movie? But what I love about this is that it really explores the psychology of why. So yes, yeah, Suzanne brings me back in a back, uh, brings her into her home, yeah. which you can yell at and say, why are you doing that? That doesn't, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. Like yeah. you shouldn't a, do that as a psychiatrist. Yeah. It's not going to be good for your family. Yeah. It's not going to be good for the girl. Cause their boundaries are broken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can yell it, but then it's, but then we explore why someone would do something like that. And mm-hmm. it is inspired by true story, yeah. a true story. So this, this, the basic premise did happen. And so diving into why someone would do that and what had, what has happened to them in their life that makes them want to save this girl so badly and protect her yeah. that they bring her into her own life and, and, and risk, you know, their family collapsing as a mm-hmm. result. So um, I think, um, that's the thing that I think that, that makes this an interesting and newer twist on the story is that it's not just like the yelling at it yeah. at the screen. Then there's some explanation. So they, yeah. they, they, it backs it up. Cause I think a lot of times in horror and thriller, they don't even back, they don't always back it up. You're just no. like, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you walking through an abandoned house yeah. where yeah. we know a killer is on the loose? And like, your children are, you are in the car and you're about to yeah. drop them off, but you have to go yeah. into the house. I just have to go in the house. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. But if you, but then to dive into the psychology of a person who does that, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And you understand well, it. And it's also fascinating. And knowing that it is based on, a, you know, a true story that like it kind of has, even though it is a very different from this film. So it's, I'm not going to compare the film, but it is like the when you watch The Exorcist and you, you get that rumor that you're like, oh, this is based on a true story. And as you're watching it, you're oh, like, yeah. how the hell is this based on a true story? This is insane. <laughs> yeah. And this is like that well, too. Yeah. Billy Friedkin is a family friend. So I've yeah. talked to him a little bit about that. <laughs> his face. He's been fascinated by all the exorcisms and yeah. stuff. And so 
Um, I and I find that crazy. I mean, yes. obviously, that's crazy. You're like, I, I agree. You're like, how is this based on a true story? Yeah, but the show's and similar. This is, it's a similar thing where you. It's hard to believe it's real. That yeah. Obviously, there's been you know uh, this this has been changed and made and drama, its own and yeah. opened up to a different story, right? Yeah. But the basic premise is it did happen. Yeah. So it is it is fascinating yeah. to try to understand that, right? And, well, and like what I love about it is even though it is based on a true story, like no one in real life pauses that long after a dramatic line. You know what I mean? Like when the husband just stands there and looks longingly for like a minute. I love that. It's like it's so there's such drama. And I, I think it's I think it's so perfect. Also, why is why are cults always in cornfields? It's either the devil or a cult is always in a cornfield. There's that second episode where he's in the cornfield and I'm like, why is there always a cornfield? Why is there cornfield? I think people associate it now. I don't know who started it and what <laughs> film, but I think people now children of the corn, maybe I don't know, probably even before that. Yeah. Um yeah. people associate it with something creepy. You can't see what's around the bend, right? Yeah. And you have those corn mazes or maybe those are like more uh, hay mazes and stuff and yeah. but they have corn field mazes right i'm sure so they I think do. it's also associated with pagan things during yeah. like halloween i think there's a fall association mm-hmm. with the occult and and so i think we've all kind of moved <laughs> they've but, all kind of joined yeah. and married together well, to it's become a small this town thing too it's like a small, it implies a small town thing as well that like yeah. this story yeah. is so perfect because it is in this small town where everyone kind of knows each other. So you're like, how did a cult exist that we didn't know about when, you know, Sandra was supposed to be talking about it at the, at the market? <laughs> like it's so it's so wild to me. But I love that about it because it creates this high drama in a way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've done different research on different cults and listen, they just had the Netflix, the. Yeah. Um, um, the meat sweet. What is that called? Pray oh, and keep yeah, sweet, I, keep sweet or whatever. I know what you're talking um, about. You yeah, that, I mean they were not for so long. That's a real story. They mm-hmm. had the law enforcement was them, mm-hmm. and so they didn't in, enforce the laws against their own people for a long time. And it can happen. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe, but it can happen. Yeah, it's it is wild. It is wild. What about like when you first got this? What were your first thoughts and what? Alan, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Emily, you froze for a minute and we actually didn't get on our record the answer to that. If you guys want to circle back. Okay. Oh, just the last part about about, um, the cult, the Netflix cult. I think that's where it froze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have that show um, that's actually on Netflix. um, Is it called Pray and Keep Sweet or something like that about that, um, that, you know, cult that subset of the, uh, you know, not associated with the Mormon religion, but you know, um, how they were able to kind of be so insular themselves Mm -hmm. and, and be in their own towns and the law enforcement was them. And so this is similar in that way, Mm -hmm. this story, the cult in that, in this story, in that it's very, um, they kept to themselves. So they could exist. Like this type of cult did exist, not Mm -hmm. that far away from a town of, you know, people living their lives that had no idea it was there. There's rumors about that area. Um, and the, the law enforcement works for them and is part of the religion, the cult. And so it, that became, that becomes believable when you hear about yeah. those stories like that, which I think happened more than we realized. Yeah. You don't, you can't really believe what's really happening outside like your back door, but it is happening. It's wild. Yeah. So what, yeah. like, what about this 
really excited you when you first got it? Like, what were you what were you most excited about? Well, I was drawn to the character Suzanne. I wanted to understand why she did what she did and and brought this patient in. Um, but here is a very um, accomplished person who's you know, a psychiatrist and, you know, has a great career and a great family and is doing so well, but has blind spots Mm -hmm. and hasn't really dealt with her own issues and trauma that she experienced as a child. So I found that really fascinating. And I also am fascinated by cults. I, you know, had a friend who joined, she would probably call it a community and I call it a cult. We never saw her again. So, you know, I've since then have been watching everything about cults and, talking to people about cults and getting as much information about it as I can, because I really find it fascinating if someone I know fell prey to that and, and joined and, and did that. I want to understand why and, and how that happened and, and how you want to stop it from ever happening to anyone again. Yeah. Um, it's scary. So I, I find it kind of, maybe it's a morbid fascination because yeah. it can get dark, but I, I do find cults very interesting. So that appealed to me in the storytelling. And I really loved how Daria approached the stories and how you're, you know, you are looking at a family who has some different things going on that you don't realize at first. And then, um, and what one element bringing one person into a family, one element changes in a family and how that can change so much. Yeah. It's just a person and it changes everything. There really is something about cults that I, I remember when I was growing up, I was raised Mormon and I'm no longer Mormon, but like I, and I don't, Mormon religion is not a cult, but. No. Lot, and that's why I want to make sure yes, that I was yes, clear. Exactly. Like, oh, totally. That is a totally different thing. Yes. Right? But yeah, there yeah. are, but I mean, but to speak to that growing up, I remember very distinctly people be thinking I was a re- part of a religion that was a cult and you have to like explain that there's like a subsect and there's the larger religion, just like in Catholicism, there's like a yes. subsect of people that are kind of crazy, but yep. for the most part, everyone else is fine. And, it's, and I grew up Catholic. So yeah. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of Catholics. It's not. Then there's the weird most. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. And it is, it is a fascinating thing where you wonder like, how can someone fall prey to that when you, when our better senses tell us, Oh, well, we know we wouldn't like just do blindly what anyone tells us to do. But then again, I buy Kim Kardashian stuff. So maybe I'm in a cult. <laughs> like I buy skims all the time. Yes. So maybe, well, I, she's not controlling your mind, True. right? Or whatever. I don't yeah. know what it, I think it's, you know, when I had a friend who joined, I spoke to different people and I spoke to someone who had a sister who joined a cult. And she told me that she talked to, she told me, what she learned from a cult expert she spoke to. And mm. the cult expert says, you know, everyone thinks that I, and this only applies to cults you can join. And yeah, it's different than the cult we're dealing with. But I find this fascinating that everyone thinks, oh, I'd never join a cult. And he said, anyone can join a cult. Mm. Anyone can join a cult. It's just getting you at a low point in your life. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's, which is, a sobering thought to yeah. think that we all could be um, subjected prayed. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that now, I don't know, I've watched so many documentaries yeah. and studied enough cult yeah. <laughs> information <laughs> that I think I'd be pretty um, uh, hard to yeah. um, indoctrinate. But I, 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 I think that I, I do think it's interesting to look from them, that compassionate perspective and say yeah. like let's not judge people joining this we totally we, anyone can join join a call and i think that in this show you have the character 
character of May who's born into it. And another thing I learned in research for this is when in any situation, whether it's religion or philosophy, your parents' philosophy or a cult you're growing up in, whatever beliefs you're told or you learn when you're very young, they're really hard to remove from your psyche. To shake, yeah, totally. They kind of are in there really solidly. And so if you're taught to worship the devil since you're a baby, it's really hard to take that away. Which, (laughs) For instance, just as an... uh, (laughs) I love the idea of like a little baby book, like um, baby's first devil. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) There could be a whole comedy version. (laughs) I know. That'd be funny. I mean, I don't think I could be subjected to a cult, mainly because you have to like go to like a a place to meet up with them and I never want to leave my place anyway. So I definitely not being subjected to a cult. Yeah, Yeah. it's helpful. It's helpful. (laughs) Well, like were you all outside of Boogie man which is a fantastic film that i encourage everyone to go see because i loved it but you haven't really done much like horror sort of mystery have you well you've done some mystery but have you like were you always interested in this genre like did did, did doing this excite you because it was kind of like horror spooky yeah i mean i love a good scare i probably become less um tolerant to scary Mm. things as i've gotten older and having kids yeah um and so um Maybe less so than when I was younger. The first job I did was a Stephen King miniseries. So, oh, wait, what was that? First job. It was called Rose Red, and it was in <sighs> two, the year. Oh God, two thousand nineteen ninety. Wow. Or two thousand. It was like two thousand, maybe two thousand, something like that. Two thousand. Maybe come out in two thousand one. I don't know. Yeah. But it was um, my first job as an actor, and I got to be. I was so excited because you know. It's Stephen King. He's a producer. He came to set. He was a pizza delivery guy. So (laughs) it was very, you know, down to earth, normal. Yeah. Um, So it was pretty cool to meet him. But um, yeah, so that was my first job. I got to go to Seattle for months and I did did that about psychics. It was really like similar to the haunting of Hill House called Rose Red. Anyways, but I'd love a good scare. I like psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. more than like horrors where you see things or it's bloody. So this to me is really appealing. I love the psychology of something and, and, and really um, having those, those uh, good scares like that, but without it being gory, that, that doesn't appeal to me, especially now as a parent. Yeah. I mean, you have enough gore in the house when like, you know, well, (laughs) when kids, when they spill things or things come out of them, there's enough gore there. There's there's enough. I've cleaned up enough. (laughs) Well, I only have two more questions for you and, I, I, I spending time with you. There are two things that like are on my mind that I have to ask you. So like bones was insanely huge, like insanely huge, like 12 years, a show being on for that long is unheard of in like modern television, especially network television. Like it's, it's there's like friends and maybe Grey's anatomy, but there's, there aren't many that are like that. Is it hard for you in sort of like post bones world which that should be the name of like an album or something um, like in post bones world ha- to, do you feel any pressure that you're like defined by bones or is it hard to move on from bones in other acting projects? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, my career goes into like a different stage after post bones. So I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, yeah. I'm always looking for something different. I remember an actor actually on Rose red an actor telling me, he said, once you get your signature role, it's always there. People are always going to try and cast you in the same thing. Mm. So do as many things as you can before you get that signature role yeah. and try to break away from it. So 
Um, I think, you know, then people usually think of you for similar things. And I also feel in my life, like I, you know, I did a network show for 22 episodes a year for 12 years and, and now being a mom. So I'm, I'm selective about what jobs I take yeah. and I don't want to spend so much time away from my kids. And so every job, um, there's so many things to consider. Um, but yeah, certainly I think that defining myself after bones has been an interesting challenge as a, in a different stage in my life and yeah. as an actor, but mostly I just always want to be challenged. So I want to find things that are, are different because that's more challenging to me than to do another Brennan type character that, yeah. you know, is the same thing they did for 12 years, which a long time. isn't a, as uh, interesting to yeah. do. Anyway. I love yeah. playing the character, not yeah. to say that wasn't interesting, but totally. I want to be challenged in different ways in this new chapter. You want to do different things and deal with a girl who's in a cult. Like there are things, there are things you want to explore, which I love. It was on my list. I needed to do devil. <laughs> well, my last question for you is you come from an amazing family that where entertainment really is in it's your family business in a lot of ways. And I and I find that so fascinating that you're an LA native, which is so I live in LA, that is very rare to find hey. in Los Angeles. And it's 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 kind of interesting that how your family is sort of in the entertainment industry in that way. And I think a lot of people, I mean, myself included, we loved the carpool karaoke that you had with, with Zoe. But like, <laughs> will you guys ever be in outside? You had that episode of Bones, but would you ever do like a film together or like something together? Because it's, I think we need it. We need it. <laughs> she could have been like the cult sister. I would never say never. I we have to find the right thing together. It's not like we're like we need to work together. Yeah. We need to find the right thing. But I think we'd be open to such a thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'd have to play sisters because yeah, how could we you have not? the same voice and we look pretty, you know, enough alike that um, it would be weird if we weren't. But yeah, I don't know. I would. I I don't know. You have to find the right thing. Would have to come along. Um, you, I have the thing. I have the thing. You could do a remake okay. of that um, Bette Midler, Lily Tomlin film. You know where they were twins separated at birth, oh. and then they got crossed. So they thought they were sisters, but they didn't look alike. But then they found out they did, and it was like a whole. It's a great film. You really should watch it. Um, I can't remember if I've seen that. If I saw it, it was a long time. Was it from the 80s? Yeah, like 88 or something. Bette Midler yeah. wears a polka dot outfit and pencil skirt. That's what I remember most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that what, did she come into her apartment and say, oh, no, someone says, oh, my God, you got robbed. Yes, and... I think so. I think so. Yes, you're right. This It's a okay. great, it's a wonderful film. You really should watch it. It's just, it's, and the hair. I mean, you guys could do great things with hair. That's, I'm, I'm just saying. That's a good prospect for you you had me in hair you had me in hair. <laughs> well thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it thank you nice talking with you yeah likewise have a great rest of your day thank you too take care as a professional welder shana ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you started binging the series yet? I, you probably have because it's spooky and it's fun and, you know, it's it's fun to be scared of things. I, I can't. I mean, I, I watched it, but it was it was scary. 
Let me know what you thought about today's episode. You can find me at HLN Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe share it on social media because that always helps me. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.